0: Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service.
1: Amen. God bless you. Take your Bibles, if you would please, and open up to Romans chapter 10. I couldn't help but think during our music part of the service, I was thinking just a moment ago about how it's going to be around the throne of the Lord when all our voices are lifted In praise to him. And uh, Robert's okay. I mean, he's all right. But can you you imagine what it's going to be like being led by an angelic choir and uh, just being able to praise God for who he is and what he has done for us? Um, You know, in human terms, words can't express sometimes what we feel inside. That we want to be able to tell our God, and um, I'm I'm hopeful that when we get to heaven, that uh, I'll be even able to express it better than I can here on earth. It just seems like I love you and thank you is so, <laughs> you know, is just so small, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm hoping that God will give us different words that we'll be able to even expand that greater. I don't know, but. Uh, I can't wait to, to get to heaven. And um, if you don't know Christ, your personal Savior, let me tell you, this is the best that you've got. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. You can, um, you can know Christ, your personal Savior. You can have a better life than this here. This morning I'd like you to open up your Bibles As I mentioned in Romans chapter 10 Stand with me please And we're going to speak to you on unity As I mentioned a couple weeks ago Because this is, I have three sermons left Including this one This one I'm going to speak to you about unity The next one I'm going to speak to you about unity And then the following one I'm going to speak to you on what I would like to see For the future of Open Bible But that can't happen if we're not unified Can never happen. And so I introduced to you Christian unity a couple weeks ago, and we're not unified just for unity's sake, but we're unified around a purpose. We're unified around a message. We're unified around a person. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. My Father in heaven, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to be able to be here, and I pray, Lord, that you would take the time and use it in our hearts and our lives. I pray, Father, that if there's one here this morning that does not know you, or one that's watching online, that they would come to know you today. We love you. We thank you for the service to this point. Thank you for the good singing. Thank you for having our spirits lifted. Now, Father, I pray that we would apply what we hear and live it out. Lord, thank you for sending Christ. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Let us never get over the fact of our salvation. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. you maybe be seated. How many of you have ever gone past a place, or maybe you stopped, or maybe you had a, a house built for, for you personally, or maybe you, you're a, a business owner and you had a building built for you, but how many of you have ever gone past a hole in the ground with a bunch of concrete, rebarb, maybe some cinder blocks, You've stopped and you've looked at it. Ever, anybody ever seen a foundation? Yeah. They're really not that exciting. I mean, to be honest with you, it's it's good to get the the the, the whole dug and, and that stuff put in, but I mean I, I've never, I've never gone into somebody's home that they've just built and, and they, they've walked up to me and said, Pastor, we want you to see our home. Oh, don't worry about the siding on the outside. Don't worry about the landscaping. Don't worry about the lighting and all the fixtures, and don't worry about the, the beautiful bathroom that we've got and, and the master bedroom that we got. No, I want to take you down and I want to show you the foundation. Man, we've got a fantastic foundation it's just a wonderful foundation you say well (laughs) no I don't think anybody's ever done that with me either because foundations are not impressive but they're extremely important it's really not a big deal to look at a foundation unless you have a structure on it that you're going to live in, you want the foundation to be secure. You want the foundation to be solid. In uh, San Francisco, there is a building called the Salesforce Tower. It was completed in 2017 and it's 1,070 feet high. It's a skyscraper. It's got 61 stories. And for that structure to stand solid, its foundation had to be 310 feet deep. If you fell into that hole, you would probably kill yourself to drop 310 feet down. But a foundation that foundation needed to be that size in order for that structure, that, that skyscraper, to be able to stand. I wouldn't want a 10-foot foundation on a 61-story building. No way. Because it's not going to stand. See, I would tell you this morning that if we are going to have unity in the church, we must have the right foundation. And really, to be honest with you, that that foundation comes from the Word of God. Take a look in Ephesians chapter 4, if you would, please. It comes from the Word of God. Our foundation in unity comes from the Word of God. It is the preaching, listen, it is the preaching of the Word of God that helps us build unity. If our foundation is unity, then what's going to help that unity? It is the preaching of the word of God. Take a look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto the perfect or complete man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. If you were to look at each of these gifts that were given here in this passage of Scripture, the Lord gave these gifts to the church, but every single one of them has has to do with some method of getting the Word of God out, of, of preaching the Word of God. Okay, well then if He gave gifts... And they were for the proclamation of the Word of God. What what is the purpose here? What is is the purpose that they were given? Well, verse, verse 12 gives us three of the four results. Take a look there is perfecting of the saints, work to be done in ministry, and for the body to be edified. But that's not all the results. The results of the preaching of the Word of God should lead us into the unity of faith so that we can become complete in Christ. We can't be made perfect in Christ without unity with one another. See, it's clear that the preaching of the Word of God, it stimulates, it strengthens, and it contributes to the unity of the church. There is nothing more during this time that Satan would want to do to open Bible Baptist Church than to divide it. Than to separate it. Than to cause fractions within the church. But if we keep what Scripture tells us central, if we keep the preaching of the Word of God central in the church, then we can have unity. See, the preaching of God's Word is to be central in the life of the church for true unity listen to me there is no true unity in the church without the preaching of God's word there is no true unity in the church without the preaching of God's word and the reason for that is because we have a message and a messiah to unify around We're not just coming here and say, hey, we're going to be unified just to be unified. No. Because we come from all different backgrounds. We have all different ethnicities. We have all different types of education. We have all different types of family makeup. And this diverse group of people are supposed to be unified, supposed to be one. Well, how can that happen? It can only happen if we are unified around one person and one message. See, because you've got preferences and so do I. You have different idiosyncrasies and so do I. You have times where you would, oh, I I wish we had service at this time or I wish that we did this at this time. And we have all these different aspects of our lives, and we're all different people with different ideas. But it's the preaching of the Word of God and the message from God that will unify us and keep us on track, so that that way we can put our preferences, our differences, our idiosyncrasies, our likes and dislikes aside. See, how does preaching, you might say, well, how does preaching advance the unity of the church? Pastor, I I don't get that. Well, write this down. Number one, it advances it because God's word is the source of life. God's word is the source of life. Turn over to Ezekiel chapter 37 because we see this in the Old Testament that the preaching of the word of God is the source of life. Listen, what gives a person life is the preaching of the word of God. I didn't say the preacher. The preacher doesn't give people life. The only, the only reason I have authority is because I stand upon the word of God. I've heard preachers in the past say they read a verse just like Romans ten seventeen, and they say, now close your Bibles and listen to me. Listen, you can't get unity that way. That, that's, that's, not, that's not a church. Not at all. We're supposed to be opening up the word of God and it's the word of God that gives life. Jesus said what? I am the way, the truth, and the what? Life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So how does that tie into the Word? Because in John chapter 1 and verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who is he speaking about? He's speaking about Jesus. It's the proclamation of the Word that gives life. And in the Old Testament, we see this. See, friends, what I'm trying to stress to you this morning is that the preaching of the Word of God is to be central. It is not to just be a tack-on in, in the life of a church. In Ezekiel chapter 37, and take a look at verse 7 if you would, please. Ezekiel 37, 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Verse 10, take a look. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. It is the preaching, if you will, or the prophesying of God's word that gave life to these dry bones. If Ezekiel would have got up and just said whatever he wanted to say, like that illustration I just gave you, read the Bible. Now, let me close that and you listen to me. Guess what? Those dry bones wouldn't have lived. But it's because the the, the prophet Ezekiel opened up, if you will, his mouth and prophesied what God told him to prophesy. He prophesied the word of God and it gave life. Not only do we see it in the Old Testament, we see it in the New Testament. Turn over to Matthew chapter 4, if you would please. Matthew chapter 4. But he answered, this is Jesus speaking, and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Isn't it amazing? Listen, church, isn't it amazing how you will make sure that you don't miss a meal? Hey, I, I, I can't fast, I can't do that I, I, I gotta have my meal you know, I, I gotta eat we, we won't miss a meal because we gotta, we gotta keep our energy up, we gotta keep life going you know what the word of God says it's what's more what's even more important than physical food is spiritual food, why? because it gives life in John 1.1, 1, 1, as I just quoted a moment ago, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him, speaking of Jesus, was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. It is through, I'm trying to stress to you this morning, it is through the Word of God. That we're brought from death unto life. My friend, if you don't know Christ, your personal Savior, I'm going to say it emphatically. If you're watching online, you are not, you are not, you are not. You are not going to get to heaven by your good works. Your good works cannot get you to heaven. You will never do enough good works to get you to heaven. You can't give enough money. You can't go to enough services. You can't pay enough penance. You can't say enough prayers. You can't have enough rosary beads. It's not going to work. The only thing that gives life is the word of God. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's through the preaching of the Word of God that we're brought from death unto life. That should unify us. Listen, every single person here that's a member of Open Bible Baptist Church, we check to make sure that you're saved. If for anything else, we make sure we ask you about your salvation testimony. You want to become a member? We want to talk to you about how you got saved. Why? Because if there's any no, nothing else that we can unify on, we can unify on the simple fact that I was brought from death unto life because of the word of God. And so all the other things that may come our way, all our other preferences, all the other likes and dislikes that may come Come our way over these next few months as men pass through here, and, and you're going to cast your vote or whatever the case may be. Well, I don't like this and him, and I don't like that. Put all that stuff aside. We need to be unified. We need to be unified upon the foundation of the gospel. You may have a good man that may come across this pulpit. And you may not like the kind of shoes that he wore, but if that man preaches the gospel, that man has a heart for souls, that man loves the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't let all that and the other nonsense tear this church apart. Why? Because we're going to be unified around the gospel. See, no one comes to faith in Christ without hearing the word of God. That's the point. It's through the word of God that people come to have eternal life. See, and in the life of the church, it's about the people of God hearing the word of God and responding in faith. That's why the preaching of the word of God is vital for the unity of the church. Number two, the preaching advances unity because of the word of God is the source of light. But number two, because God's, ro- God's word has a unique role. God's Word has a unique role. See, preaching is to be, you might want to write this down, just to put this in here, is to be Bible-centered. Is to be Bible-centered. There are many churches and many Christians say that they're a a Bible-centered church, but in reality, preaching is the secondary focus of the life of the church. Other activities, and I'm not against music. I like good music. I like upbeat music. I like exciting music. I like revival style music. I like southern gospel music. I like all different kinds. You put all the different tags on. I like all different types of music that honors and glorifies the Lord. I have no problem with that. But let me tell you something. Music should not be the central focus of the church. You don't come to church for the music. You come to church for the preaching of the word of God. The music sets the table for the meal. So many churches today are, man, well, this, that, and the other thing they put before the preaching of the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying, to be quite honest, I'm not saying that it's wrong not to have a pulpit. And there might be another preacher that may occupy this that prefers just to stand and talk with you folks. I, I don't know. You say, well, Pastor, why do you like a pulpit? And why do you like it in the center? There's a reason why I like it in the center and why I like a pulpit. Because it lets everybody who walks in here knows what's central. It's the preaching of the word of God. It's supposed to be Bible-centered and her be Bible-central. Bible-central. See, it's the preaching of the word of God that is to set the direction of the church. Turn to Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 8. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 8 where we see that the Bible is central and throughout the word of God there is the theme of preaching and being central in the life of God's people and Nehemiah teaches us this Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 8 take a look there so they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading you see what they did they read the book of the law of God distinctly What were they doing? They were standing up, and they were reading the Scriptures. And then what does it say that they did? And caused them to understand the reading. So what did they do? They read it just like I did, and then they explained what it said. They maybe gave some background to it. They gave some historical context to it. And then they applied it to the lives of the people there. See, the man of God preached. And why did he preach? He preached for understanding. Why did he preach for understanding? So that there could be unity in the life of the nation of Israel. If you don't understand something, how can you ever be unified? I have no idea what this guy is talking about. You ever, you, you ever listen to, I, I've listened to certain politicians recently. They get on the news, and you just wonder what they're saying. I'm like, what in the world? Uh, 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 I feel like it's Porky Pig. But up, 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 up. Oh, folks. I just scratch my head sometimes. I'm like, wait a second. You know, that, that doesn't unify. That, that just makes people confused. See, the Word of God has a unique role that as it is preached, it is to be understood by the people so that that way they can unify around it. Jesus preached. Take our look at Luke chapter 4, if you would, please. Jesus preached. This is the unique role that the Word of God has. Luke chapter 4 and verse 43. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. He didn't say, well, I, I, I want to have a little speech. I want to give you a little talk. No, he said, I, I got to preach the Word of God. It means to herald To tell people what God has to say. Why? Why are we to tell people what God has to say? Because he has a message for us, and that message we are to unite around. In Mark chapter 3 and verse 14, Jesus sent out individuals to preach. He said, and he ordained 12 that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach. Paul stressed the fact of preaching for the spread of the gospel in Romans chapter ten and verse fourteen. How shall how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him and whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Paul tells Timothy to preach the word in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. See my, You say, well, what's the point, pastor? Your small group class you attend is not sufficient. Your Bible studies that you go to are not sufficient. It's only when our church is centered around the preaching of the Word of God that we can truly proclaim. We are a Word-centered church which will lead us to unity. So well, wait a second, Pastor. Why is preaching better than anything else? Because preaching has authority. Biblical preaching, Bible preaching rests upon the authority of Scripture. But it must be Bible preaching if it's going to have any authority at all. Any so-called preaching, my friends, that find, does not find itself chained to the Scripture. Chained to the Scripture. We keep coming back to the Scripture. What does the Scripture say? Well, I don't like this or that. Wait a second. What does Scripture say? Well, I don't want this or that. Wait a second. What does Scripture say? We keep coming back to the Scripture saying, what does the Word of God say? When you open up the Word of God, you are opening up the mind of God. You can know exactly what He wants. You say, well, pastor, what should we be looking for in a preacher, in a pastor? Well, one who preaches the Word. Why is preaching better than anything else? Because preaching has authority. But preaching is applied in the context of church relationships. Because preaching is applied in the context of church relationships. See folks, we need each other. If we're going to understand God's word rightly, listen, if we're going to understand God's word rightly, we need other believers to speak truth into our lives. But that means that you've got to open up to other people. That means that you've got to allow people to come into your life. That means that you need to attend. Now listen, those who are watching online, I understand why some of you are not here. And I understand that. Very emphatically, online church is not church. It's better than no church. But it's not church. You say, "How can you say that?" Because church is more than the, this, than the, than the dispelling of information. Church is more than me just giving my sermon. Church is more than you just turning on the TV, YouTube, and Facebook and looking at it and commenting. It's more than that. Why? Because it's the preaching of the word of God that we come together, we develop a community, and then I'm speaking truth into your life, you're speaking truth into my life, because there are certain areas in your life that you're stronger in your faith than I am, and there are certain areas in my life that I'm stronger in my faith than you are. You cannot do that over the internet. We're designed for that interaction. How many of us are longing to be with other people? And we need that. Let me ask you something. Could you imagine, and maybe there's some like this, and I feel sorry for you. Could you imagine if your relationship with your husband or your wife was all through text and Internet? Maybe some of you have a marriage like that, but hey, look, I've got three weeks left. I can't solve that problem in three weeks, so don't even call for counseling. (laughs) Could you imagine that? You say, well, that's, yeah, they're married, but it's not, yeah, we're not saying that they're not married, just like I'm not saying that people don't don't come to church to just watch online, and I understand there are extenuating circumstances. I understand that. But a married couple that would just communicate through electronic media, you would say, yes, that they may be married, but they're not enjoying, they're not experiencing the full benefits of that marriage. And it's the same thing with the church. See, if we're going to be unified, we've got to understand that God's word has a unique role. See, growing in Christ is not automatic, folks. Just because you sit here, and I've known people that have sat here for years after years after years, and they are spiritual babies. You say, well, how can you tell that? Look, you let me know the emotional maturity of an individual, and I can tell you the spiritual maturity of that individual. An emotionally immature person is a spiritually immature person. And we need one another to be able to help us grow. Sitting in a pew does not automatically mean that you will grow in Christ. See, a healthy Christian has other believers that know them in the context of the local church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks to us specifically about needing each member. Folks, I've been here for almost 11 years. It'll be 11 years the first Sunday in June. So I'm, I'm stopping one week before that. Guess what? I haven't been the only one teaching here over those 11 years. you've taught me too you've helped me grow oh you might not have been behind a pulpit but yours might have been a comment that's going out the door or a conversation maybe in the parking lot or maybe sitting at a table at a meal over in the connections building where you've helped me grow See, just because we sit in church doesn't mean that we're going to grow automatically in Christ. See, we must allow people into our life to be able to talk truth into our life. So, preaching advances unity because the Word of God is the source of life. Preaching advances unity because God's Word has a unique role. And then, thirdly, God's Word promotes unity. God's Word promotes unity. Here we go. Number three, God's word promotes unity. How does it promote unity? We have a message to unite around. Preaching makes clear what we should unite around. You know what we tend to do? We tend to magnify the things that God God does not magnify, and we kind of diminish the things that God wants to magnify. We magnify the things in our life that really shouldn't be magnified. And for us as Christians, we have a message to unite around. You know, we, we, we've learned that church unity has a particular purpose, and that purpose does showcase the power of the gospel. By uniting very different people from very different backgrounds, they find commonality in the gospel of Christ. And the primary way that we as believers experience unity is by remembering the gospel message that is proclaimed throughout preaching. It is to put up what's, what's most important. That's the gospel message. What are we uniting around? We're uniting around the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're uniting around the sacrifice that he gave for us. There may be a lot of things that we disagree on. There may be a lot of things that we see eye to eye on. But The simple fact of the matter, we're willing to put all of that aside. So why? So that we can have unity to promote the power of the gospel and show the world the beauty of the gospel. How can people today... look into a church and say, I want what they've got, and there be nothing but infighting. I'm going to mention to you this. I'm probably going to mention this to you later on, but our country today has done a great job of dividing us on so many ways. So many ways. You know what I find sad? Sad that is creeping into the church. Guess what, folks? Guess what? I just want to let you in on something. There are some people in our church that are Democrats. There are some people in our church that are Republicans. There might even be a libertarian in here. there's some people that watch CNN and then there's some people that watch Fox News I could keep going couldn't I make you feel a little uncomfortable aren't you My point is we've got differences, don't we? And when you folks get really godly, you'll see things my way. But other than that, but we have we have differences, don't we? Let me ask you something. You gonna allow that to destroy the unity of our church? Well, no, no, it wouldn't be that pat. We wouldn't allow that, but it might be something else. We all know that those things shouldn't divide us. That, and there's so many other things that I could list, right? But sometimes it does, and it destroys the work of God. And, folks, we're coming up to a very crucial time in the life of our church. Very crucial time. I hope that you are bathing this in prayer because I am. But if we get determined in our heart that we're going to be unified around the gospel message, no matter what may come our way, and we've got good deacons and they're going to vet the people that come through here and they've they got a whole process they're going to be working through and I'm sure they'll, they'll talk to you all about that, about how that's all going to work. And we've got good deacons. They were hoping that you would say amen at that point. <laughs> they told me to throw that in there. So. Let me try that again. We've got good deacons. Yeah, okay, good, good. But on all seriousness, we really do. and they're going to do their best but they're, they're men just like I'm a man they may make their mistakes but the simple fact of the matter is that if we're willing as a church to unite around the gospel message it does not matter what comes our way we'll be able to get through it so how should this affect us as members of this church, that God's word promotes unity. This is what you ought to expect. You ought to expect that every, every, every one who leads us to be committed, that everyone who leads us ought to be committed to gospel-centered preaching. Gospel-centered preaching. And you ought to make sure That you take your responsibility as a church that it is protected from preaching that's not biblical. See, it's that we are built up in Christ. Didn't didn't our text in Ephesians say, unto the unity of the faith till we become what? Perfect or complete in the fullness of Christ. It's through the preaching of the word of God that we become complete in Christ so the message can move forward so how does we so how do we as a church this morning promote unity through the preaching we hear each week here you go I'm not going to be able to do this after I got two sermons left now two left this is it I'm done so I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm responsible until May 30th. I can't do this any longer. But you need to make sure that you keep Bible preaching as the central activity of the life of this church. Nothing, nothing, nothing can become more important than the preaching of the Word of God. Nothing. How else should this affect us? We must remember to pray for those who preach to us. So how does we as church promote unity through the preaching we hear each week? Make sure biblical preaching is central in the life of the church. We need to remember to pray for those who preach for us. And then thirdly, we must be deliberate in applying the preaching of the word of God to our life. that basically was all by way of teaching you something. Here's the application. Here's where you say, okay, well, great. Well, I heard a sermon on preaching, but I really don't know how that applies to my life. Here's the the sermon in a sentence right here. How's this going to help me on Monday morning? How's this going to help me in my marriage when there's difficulties? How is this going to help me financially? How is this message, the foundation of unity, preaching, keeping, preaching central, unity, the gospel, how is this going to help me this week? Here it is. Because this is what it comes down to. the God's word is authoritative. Therefore, it is to be the ruling authority in your life. God's word is authoritative. Therefore, it is to be... Authority in your life. So when there's a marriage problem, what do you do? You don't go to Oprah. You don't go to Dr. Phil. You go to the Word of God. When there's a financial difficulty, what do you do? You go back to the Word of God. When there's a child difficulty, what do you do? You go back to the Word of God. When you're down, discouraged, depressed, what do you do? You go back to the Word of God. When there's a job situation, what do you do? You go back to the Word of God. When you get the pink slip, what do you do? You go back to the Word of God. Why are we doing this, Pastor? Why? Because it is the word of God that has authority and it is going to be the ruling authority in my life and it must be the ruling authority in this church's life hey folks thank you so much for watching today I hope that it was a blessing and encouragement to you if you don't know Christ your personal Savior and you accepted him today into your life and, and you put your faith in him I would like to send you free of charge two things First, I'd like to send you this book, Done. It's written by a friend of mine, What Other Religions Don't Tell You About the Bible. And then secondly, a brand new Bible, just like this one, I'd like to send to you. So please, do me a favor. First, I'd like to hear about your commitment to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Fill out the electronic connection card right below, click the link. When you fill that out, put your address in and I will be happy to send this book, Done, and this brand new Bible, free of charge to you. God bless you, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you.
0: Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store.